local school requires prescriptions to use the public water fountain. We'll tell you where to direct your righteous anger coming up. Then, one woman's uterus transforms into a mythical bag of holding. We have the latest on what Dungeons & Dragons guidebook she used to cast her spell. Evening commuters can't wait to start the latest season of House of Bards on Newflix. I'll tell you when they won't be watching the road and which of the leading men might try to grab your f***ing traffic. Coming up. Breaking the fake news for real. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, this is The Fakest, and it starts now. Good evening, I'm Paul Defoe. In our top story, J.K. Rowling's cackles can be heard in Azkaban tonight as a beloved janitor is laid to rest. I'm Paul Defoe. If I hadn't mentioned that before. Tom Voldemort, janitor at St. Michael's C of E Primary School in Winterbourne, Gloucestershire, has passed away tonight. At the tender age of 87. <laughs> Voldemort was best known for inspiring the insidious Lord Voldemort in the Harry Potter and the series, written by noted British lottery winner J.K. Rowling. Rowling revealed Voldemort's contribution to the Dark Wizard on the 2015 Christian Broadcasting Network special Slags, Knobs, and Sin Sticks, uncovering the occultic world of Harry Potter. What a sicko. Me and Susan and Buttercross used to plan such clever, tricky wicks for him. That's where he who shall not be named comes from. We knew we'd be in a kettle of tea if he caught wind of our plots. What kinds of tricky wicks? Satan stuff? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you know, it was all silly little things, like telling the headmaster he'd threatened to kill us. Kid stuff. They never sacked him, but we sure peppered his pie in that magical old school. Mischief managed, I'd say. Voldemort remained on staff at St. Mike's for the next 30 years, where students and faculty alike describe him as a beloved figure. Voldemort spoke about Rowling's alleged tricky wicks with the BBC late last year. Oh, little Joanne. Yeah, she done quite good for herself, ain't she? Does my heart good to see her in the papers, it does. But what about... What, the tricky wicks? Heavens, just kids being kids. When I was a young lad, we used to sneak into our teacher's field and milk his cows. Can you believe that? Milking them at midnight? Oh, we were right bonkers, we were. When reached for comment, Rowling, who is busy with her new play set in the far-flung future of Hogwarts 2099, says she is glad the old bastard is dead and is excited to claim the final Horcrux. The community will mourn Voldemort's passing by eating fish and chips at a pub or whatever passes for a religion over there. You know, that reminds me. I had fish and chips last week while interviewing our newest fakest employee. Oh, sounds like that old door is spinning again. That's 
That's right. Newsrooms are a revolving door, and it's time another dope shoved their way in. This week's dope, a uh, uh, consummate news professional, is our executive producer in charge of producing production, Leanne. Uh, Mr. Defoe, you never said anything about being on the show. You work in fake news, Leanne. Always be ready for air. I'm chock full of all those interesting broadcast lessons. You'll learn a lot. Trust me. Leanne, why don't you tell the people a little about yourself? Um, well, I went to school in Birmingham. I was the youngest winner of a regional Emmy for my work covering the anti-puppy. No, no, no. Screw the boring stuff. Tell them what you told me over lunch. The hero bit. Well, Mr. Defoe, he's like my news hero. I have like so much respect for his work legitimizing fake news. It's like I can't even, you know, it's inspired me to. Great stuff, new one. But we need to move on. Oh, uh, yes, sir, Mr. Defoe. Call me Paul. Mr. Defoe is that weird looking guy from Spider-Man, you know, with the teeth. Gosh, Paul, really? No, not really. Pump the brakes, kid. Uh, oh, and see if you can track down my true love, Cindy McNeil. This number has been disconnected. She must be in a dead zone or something. But I'm producing the show. You're a pro, kid. Figure it out. Or the next dope will. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Now to traffic reporter at large, Jake Stern. Jake? Thanks, bro. Like we told you up top, Bob and the New Flick series House of Bards, a period drama set in the period where there were bards, released its new season just in time for your evening commute. There are two kinds of pain. Good pain, the sort of pain that motivates you, like ripping your fingernail on a lute string. And bad pain, like you feel when you look at our friend's full naked ass. <laughs> We're seeing a lot of gnarly closures related to the shocking character death in episode three. So sad, spoiler alert. And the appearance of Jonah Hill's full naked ass in episode five. It's causing a lot of collisions around the loop, man. We expect patterns to return to normal in time for the morning commute since New Flix split the season in half and most everybody will be done by tonight. Need something to... Entertain yourself tomorrow, though. You're the person that I see to me. You're the thing that I need to know and know. The sun comes in my window and I say hello to it. The sun says back to me. Son, our best friends together Running around through any weather What's going on? <laughs> That's off my new album, The Choices by me, Jake Stein It's on iTunes right now I'll rock your ass out the front door Then down to 304 Till you plop your ass down in a chair At your boring ass job <laughs> I said ass twice We asked you not to push your crappy music on the show, Jake 
My bad, Devo. Take it as a friendly suggestion, then. Brought to you by the new season of The Choice, tonight on the network. We wouldn't want to anger them, right? Oh, I forgot they were friends with our sales team. Uh, go buy a scrap, guys. Okay, hold on. It's time to buckle your butts for some real breaking vacant news. Break, break, breaking news. Now breaking news out of downtown. Wait, wait, hold on. Leanne, Leanne, can we bring Leanne up for a second? New one. Did did you get a hold of my sweetum Cindy yet? Um, we tried, but she didn't answer. I can... Weird. I don't think we're having a fight. Do you usually French kiss somebody when you're having a fight? Depends on who I'm fighting. Moving on. Keep trying. Keep me posted. Now let's get back to the breaking news. Breaking news out of downtown somewhere west of New York City, where disgraced priest Father Ryan Carmichael has resigned his position at Our Lady of Treading Water after a walking dead whoopsie. (laughs) Father Carmichael says the trouble began when he purchased a Jesus statue at Hoover's Market on 14th Street. Carmichael was shocked to discover, after praying to the collectible action figure for almost a month, that it depicted not his lord and savior, but a character named Jesus on the hit AMC soap opera The Walking Dead. In a blasphemous comedy of errors, Carmichael claims he mistook the statue for an updated take on the alleged son of God aimed at millennials. A young man came to me in my chambers and told me the statue was a homosexual assassin of all things. I said, no, no, this will never do. When the embarrassed priest confessed his mistake to his congregation, they politely demanded his resignation. Let he among you who is without sin cast the first... Hey, who... Bill? Why would you... What? How? Stop! Oh my God! Please, please, I didn't know. I don't even have TV. (laughs) Ladies, gentlemen... Please, please, this is uncalled for. The Archbishop released a statement saying that the Church of Treading Water is interviewing potential replacements and that a successful candidate will be trained to spot fictional characters named Jesus who might not represent Jesus Christ, Son of God, and King of the Rings. As for Father Carmichael, he's not sitting still. I'm going to a better place. Orlando, to be specific. Uh, this Jesus fellow from the show? He'll be speaking at the Creepy Walkers convention. I intend to show up, pay my $100, and then thank him for, you know, being there. No word on if Father Carmichael will spring for the Gaping Wound Cocktail Hour slash meet and greet, which comes with two free drink tickets for the cash-only roll-away bar. Wowzers, hold up. Sounds like we're getting a second helping of some hot, steamy breaking news. 
Now we go to our investigative reporter, Ella Fitzpatrick, currently down the street from my apartment with some breaking news that might just save your life. Ella, what the hell is going on down there? Thanks, asshole. I'm here at the corner of Sinclair and Gannett, where a man was found brutally murdered. Hey, Ella, your producer told me you have a couple kissing on a trash can behind you. Why don't you go give them a little tap? Paul, the police are currently inspecting the murder scene, and we have a state reporter down here. Just give him a little tap. I think the severity of the situation calls for a more... Just a little bit tap. A little, little, little bit tap. Just like that. Come on, it'll be cute. They're widow lovers in love. Cyberspace is going to go viral on this ish. Hold on. It looks like the killer has emerged from a dumpster. He's now threatening the assembled police force with an ice pick. Ice pick Paul, back, we boys. need more people down here. Get, get him. Shoot him. Shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the foot. Yeah. Wretch that. He's dead. Young lovers it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Ella Fitzpatrick with the fakest. What do you want me to ask the Paul? Ask them if they're loving, lovers, loving love. Oh, it's so totes adores, just like me and my Cindy. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, sir, ma'am. My boss wants to know, <clears throat> are you loving lovers in love? Shit. Uh, what the hell? Jesus Christ. Cindy? Shit. Cindy, Ella, ask her what the hell she thinks she's doing. Do you know this woman, Paul? Ask her. Paul Defoe back in the studio wants to know, and I quote, what the hell do you think you're doing? Give me that. You listening, asshole? Stop calling me. I've moved on. Since this morning? Since this morning, he said? It was a big day, okay? Look, I just think it's best if we see other people. I had a feeling. How dare you? On my own show? Breaking news should never. It should. It should never break your heart. Oh my god! The killer has come back to life and has somehow stolen his ice pick back from the police! That's enough, Ella. I've had enough. But Paul, a zombie ice pick killer is on the loose and he's coming after me! Your report is the real zombie ice pick killer, Ella. It flew over the sat link, into the studio, and poked a thousand little facts into my heart. I need a freaking smoke. Sir? Mr. Defoe? You aren't allowed to smoke in here. It's my show. I'll give an orangutan a makeover right here on the desk if I want to. You're gonna give a monkey a makeover? An orangutan is a great ape. Not a monkey. And I'll have you know that orangutan fashion has been stuck in a rut since the 90s. Besides, who's going to stop me? You? It's my newscast, and I'll smoke if I fucking want to. Um, sir? Language? Kids? We're still on the air. We don't want to piss off the losers that like this crap. Where were we? Let me see. Yep, okay. Back to business, right? Kill the feelings, Paul. Bury them? Bury them deep. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> a clown story? Perfect. Everybody loves a clown. That'll cheer me up. I, I mean everybody up. <clears throat> 
Famed clown Pagliacci, Pagliacci? Pagliacci. Famed clown Pagliacci is changing up his act to cater to millennials. Fakest reporter Grace Hooper Stafford has more. <laughs> America's last happy clown, Pagliacci the Great, has entertained millions of kids since starting his career as a local children's show host in the 1980s. A relic of years past, Pagliacci is doing his best to bring his act into the 21st century while fighting what he claims is discrimination. people discriminate against clowns people are scared of us i can't tell you how many times i've gone to spritz a kid with seltzer the kid runs back to his parents terrified to where I can't even pull a hundred rainbow-colored hankies out of my pants without cops showing up. Repeated police harassment inspired Pagliacci to form a coalition of clowns called Clown After, made up of dozens of jesters across all backgrounds and disciplines. Dozens might sound small, but that's like 90% of the clown population. As part of their Don't Drive Clowns Down protest, the members of Clown AFTA are abandoning their previous clown personas for sadder, more maudlin roles. I blame Stephen King. How would he like it if we wrote a book about how rich white guys in Maine were all serial killers? Hold on, this sounds like a reportunity to me. Reportunity. To investigate the clowns are killers stereotype, I called Mr. King at his home in Maine. Uh, yeah, this is Steve. Mr. King. Grace Huber Stafford for The Fakest. What would you say if clowns wrote a book about rich white guys from Maine, like you, being serial killers? Have you ever even read my books? The Shining? The Good Marriage? Killer white guys is kind of my deal. We can't argue with that, Stevie. Pagliacci, are you satisfied with Mr. King's response? It was a hypothetical. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it then. Not like I called in a favor or anything. Why don't you tell our viewers how they can help clowns like you? Okay, one, don't buy anything from McDonald's. Don't give your money to a company that's actively using clown face in 2018. Give up McDonald's? But why? It's so healthy, and they buy a lot of ad blocks. These seconds at the fakest are brought to you by the place for food, fries, and fun. McDonald's! There must be something else people can do to help. B, come back to the circus. We got rid of the animals. The only living creatures we torture now are the midgets, and they don't mind. Four, be an ally to the clowns. March with us. If you don't have transportation, we can help with that.
Most importantly, come see Palagachi. Palagachi? Come see Palagachi perform his new one-man show, Turn That Clown Upside Down, this weekend at the Edward Blake Theater. Proceeds benefit the Pancake Foundation Foundation to assist plain-faced friends, or fafaf, for the fakest. I'm Grace Huber Stafferford. I'm a broken man. Approximately five minutes ago, Cindy McNeil broke my heart. Sir, you have to close out the show. Oh, what does it matter? I'm impossible to love like a ginger with a tattoo of a spider on her face. I thought I had something real for once, but it was shit. It was nothing. As fake as the teases at the top of the show. Sir, you are Paul freaking Defoe. You are fake news, sir. You darn near created it. Uh, What damn good is it? There is a reason I took this job. In a world full of pundits and spin and optics, you had the guts to come out and be honest about not telling the truth. In a fake world, that is as real as it gets. No chick making out with some dude on a trash can can take that away. Now read the script, Paul. Remember, ready for air. Thanks for that, new one. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, I've been Paul Defoe. Our promise to you, we fake it when we make it. Now go out there and have a hell of a night. The new one's pretty good, isn't she? You're good. Pretty darn good. Say, is there any of that whiskey left on the floor? I've got a cola in my office. Subscribe to The Fakest on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app by going to thefakest.com. You'll get every episode when we release it. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by following The Fakest News. That's Fakest with an I. See you next time.